it's a great community. For myself, I was raised by a community, not a family. And that means that if your barn burnt down, somebody would come and help you rebuild it. We all reached out and took care of each other. And I believe that the world can do that if they really want to. For us, it's that the communities come back together and start working as communities, families, to get more housing happen, more shelters. My hope is, is that we can reunite this community and all these organizations and churches that is so many abundance here in the city. I want this community and other communities to realize that we are all human. You have been listening to my interview with Kim Hines, Hugh Lampkin, and Cynthia Travers about the Poor Person's Walk, an action happening later in July in Victoria, Vancouver, and elsewhere in British Columbia. To learn more about it, search for The Poor Person's Walk on Facebook. To find out more about Talking Radical Radio, the guests, the theme music, and the ways that you can listen, go to talkingradical.ca and click on the link for the radio show. On the site, you can sign up for email updates or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, iTunes, SoundCloud, and other platforms. I'm Scott Nye, a writer and media producer based in Hamilton, Ontario, and the author of two books of Canadian history told through the stories of activists, published by Fernwood Publishing. That wraps it up for today's edition of Radio Perg. If you enjoyed the episodes of Talking Radical Radio, you can catch the show regularly here on CFRU on Fridays at 5.30 p.m. Thanks for listening, and I hope you tune in next week. I'm Ani. I'm Augusta. I'm Charlotte. We're We're Lonely Parade, and you're listening to CFRU. Tune in to Planet Groove for Funky Fridays on CFRU from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. with your funky, funky blues doctor for a stir-fry of funk, rock, blues, metal, and more. That's 10 a.m. every Friday on CFRU, 93.3 FM in Guelph. This week, the Bookshelf Cinema is screening The Guardians, Five Seasons, The Gardens of Piet Udolf, Westwood, The Cleaners, Finding Your Feet, and Let the Sun Shine In. And at the E-Bar on the 11th is Queerioke, and on the 12th is RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars 3. And at the bookstore on the 21st, the Bookshelf presents Alicia Ugbona, Mastering the Power of Your Emotions. The Bookshelf is an independently owned bookstore, bar, music venue, movie theater, and restaurant located at 41 Quebec Street. For more info about the Bookshelf's hours, listings, blogs, directions, accessibility, and to order books from their online store from anywhere in the world, please visit bookshelf.ca. As you're listening to the following music selections, adjust the volume, bass, and treble controls to suit your tastes. Ladies and gentlemen, this is CFRU 93.3 Androids Dungeon coming to you live this Thursday. It's a beautiful Thursday. Uh, I've got two go- two guests on the show today. We're going to talk about some party games. We're going to talk about whatever we want because Jack is gone. <laughs> Hi, 
always liked that song. It's a very good song. Well, who's that? Oh, who, me? Is this Jack? No, this isn't Jack. It's a uh, shorter and fatter man named we've, Mark. <laughs> we've taken over the show, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Joel. I'm Mark. And I'm Stefan. This is Android's Dungeon, a show about games, movies, music, whatever we want to talk about. Uh, occasionally we play a song. Um, we usually let our guests pick a song, and sometimes that's a mistake. Uh, we'll find out today. Um, my name is Joel, and I am loving just this incredible sense of power right now. I'm, I've taken over the, the, the controls. His eyes are beaming. Jack is fuming somewhere, thinking, what is going on with the show? They're going to ruin my show. He's, he's at dinner with, with his girlfriend and their family, and he's just sweating beads. Just like, well, I think we're all sweating beads we're gonna today. We're going to get kicked out of CFRU. Oh. No, we're going we're gonna to do a great show. We're right? going to be nice, and we're going to put together a nice little radio show for you to listen to. <laughs> no pressure to my incredibly handsome guests. Um, I'm Joel. Uh, I got Mark on the show. He's our DM, and we've got a, uh, I think he's a cleric? Yeah, I'm a cleric. You're a yeah. dwarven cleric? That's right. Which yeah. I won't hold that against you, but <laughs> I know a character who would. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. though, uh, we've we've been having a really good time playing uh, D&D with you guys. I'm glad you have. That's really the main job of the DM is to make sure everyone has fun. So, Do you think it's been a lot easier with the, with the book this time? Yeah, so we're doing, uh, for those of you who are uh, uh, laypersons in the Dungeons & Dragons community, you can either make up your own adventure or Wizards of the Coast actually publishes adventures for you to use. And we've been doing Storm King's Thunder! Uh, which takes place in the uh, magical world of Faerun, which is the sort of setting for Baldur's Gate, Neverwinter Nights, all the main Dungeons & Dragons video games, uh, but it's only really been taken up uh, in the latest edition as like the, the main world that they use. And it's so much easier. Everything's done for you. They have little tables of, if you have no idea what to do next, roll some dice. And just that's how you guys fought a whole bunch of frost giants. The oh, day. that was scary. And if you don't like that, well, you know what? I'm the DM, and I'm <laughs> going to make that happen. Oh, do you, what do you guys want to do today oh you you don't want to do the thing i spent hours preparing cool uh there's some giants <laughs> <laughs> sounds sounds good and stephanie last time we played you were um like a i'm gonna say agrihawk or akrotiri arakakra arakakra you were a, you were I was a, a fly, bird flying monk yeah yeah and you you murdered your girlfriend i did by accident but, I thought she was evil. But you're and, pretty uh, technically it would be manslaughter, I think. You're yeah. pretty powerful and you did you do unarmed combat? Sorry. I did, I did, which turned out to be kind of redundant because the race I picked already gets bonuses to unarmed combat, which are exactly the same as the monk, so it was a little bit of a redundant class. You got the same bonuses twice, kind of thing, and did they didn't stack? They don't stack. Oh. Yeah, no. That's too bad. But you you did have have fun just punching things yeah yeah definitely and you had a pretty decent ac i think you guys you know what ac is ac is armor class so basically it's how hard is it for uh for the game to hit me turns out it doesn't matter how dexterous you are wearing a whole load of plate armor still gives you better armor class if too, there's right? like yeah. a foot of solid steel between you and the monster trying to kill you it helps so i've certainly Logic. been enjoying playing uh, a real tank as opposed to a makeshift tank with no healer last time um yeah. Although my It is good to have a healer in <laughs> my melee fighters keep running ahead of me and uh getting into trouble. Joel uh yesterday uh oh, maybe I bit off died. a little too much frost giant than he could chew. 
Yeah. yeah. I was definitely uh, chewing on some chop frost. <laughs> almost died. Came yeah. really close to the... Yeah, uh, I haven't killed any of you guys yet. I've knocked a bunch of you out, but I haven't killed anybody, which I I mean, depending on who you ask, that's either a good thing or a bad thing. I know there are some dun- dungeon masters that like think you're supposed to make it really hard for everybody and you can't hold back. But really all it comes down to is that it's fun. And I think Joel still had fun even for the three or four rounds that he was just laying on the floor. I was sweating. Mm-hmm. Um, just so everybody knows, the Dungeons & Dragons runs on a health chart. And uh, you start with, uh, depending on how what class you are, I start with 54. Uh, and I had dropped down to, I don't know, 11. And then I had healed. And even Stefan over here had healed me to try to bring me back into some reasonable number where I could survive a couple punches from a frost giant. And I got hit so hard that I went into negative 10. And if you go to negative 11, you're just, you're dead. Yeah, so we had the fun conversation during one of our breaks of, you know, what happens if I die? Well, your character dies. And you get to make a new one. Um, it's, uh, It's one of those, for the more hardcore sessions, like if you're running... Like, if you're at an official Wizards thing, so they do something called Adventurer's League, uh, where it's, like, real Dungeons & Dragons, and they just, you can't uh, fudge the rules as much as we do in our campaign. Nerds! Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, if you, die, it's, if you die in the game, you die in real life. So I'm glad I didn't have to kill Joel this weekend. Yeah, and I was, you know, I'm getting pretty attached to my character, but I don't think anyone else is. <laughs> yeah, you, I mean, you decided that your character is a human supremacist, so... <laughs> I think actually one of our characters actually has actively attempted to kill me already. Yeah, our wizard has tried to kill you a few times. Well, she was shooting fireballs at the monster you were standing next to and chose not to to, to warn you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's been a good time. Uh, Stefan, what have you been playing lately? Uh, well, um, haven't had much time for playing stuff. It's the World Cup, man. And uh, yeah, so good, I'm one, right? of those, one of those few people up here in... Uh, Oh North America. So frustrating when, I, of it. when I'm trying to talk to, to Jack about it and he says, you know, honestly, I, I couldn't care. Couldn't care less <laughs> what's going on in the world. Couldn't care less? Jack, <sighs> it's an international event here. Maybe it's because he's got like German roots and they're. Oh, they're yeah. Toast. I was pretty excited for Schlan to, to get ahead and they did not. They played very poorly. Uh, I assume. I don't know anything about soccer. But did you see the, the meme where it's like, oh, you notice you're eliminated, but now you've got a second account. It shows Belgium. <laughs> just get, you know, the flag turns sideways. Yeah. I like that there's one of uh, it's the two character from Argentina, not a character, a player from Argentina and a player from Portugal. and saying, carrying Argentina, carrying Portugal. And the third picture is a plane. It says, carrying Germany. Yeah. Yeah, for those of you who are banging their heads against the wall. They're Messi and Ronaldo. That's what he's talking about. It's Messi and Ronaldo. Yeah. Of course. And for those of you who don't have internet and only get your news from local college radio, um, it looks like it's going to be England and Croatia uh, facing in the semifinals and then uh, Belgium. Belgium and France. Belgium and yeah. France. Ooh. So we'll we'll see a European champion again for the first year or for the fourth time in a in a long time, fourth straight European. So, you know, South America, you got to pick it up. North America, Canada, maybe one year. It's going to win it. Going to take it home. 2036. Yeah, it's coming home. Any uh, any young folks out there who love soccer, start training because it's probably a spot on the team for you. <laughs> yeah. yeah can oh, you wow, pick? that was close. You could be center, eh? <laughs> Classic. Um, but other than that, I've been playing uh, a lot of uh, diplomacy, as I am known to do. Um, sure, we'll talk touch on that a bit later and uh party games 
party. Went to a party over the weekend. Got to play some of everyone's favorite party games. Is it Cards he Against said Humanity? With no hint of sarcasm. Well, there's the, the basically the image version of Cards Against Humanity, everybody's oh. favorite game. What do you mean? Oh, we've talked oh, about that yeah. before. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, apparently uh, the reviews are poor at best. Oh, well, well, don't don't let that stop you from buying the Basic B expansion pack. Uh, with we, even more cringe. At we, first, I thought you were referring to like the the part of like 4chan. I'm like, wow, I'm amazed that that got published. No, I is think it just racial slurs. Really dank memes. Yeah, I'm talking about the the, the b word. Oh, yeah. All the cards are pink, and the jokes are just as cringy as before. Oh. But do they they have new photos? I assume. Uh no, no. It's still the same memes oh, from just about two thousand and just different clever <laughs> phrases. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, for those of you at home, I'm putting clever in quotation marks. <laughs> for those of you at home wondering what kind of memes are and what do you meme, they're probably the ones your grandmother is still sending you through Facebook. Yeah, the Obama not bad meme. That one, yeah. The uh, hide the pain Herald. Yeah. <laughs> Mark is just scratching his head. Man, I gotta get with the times. I am with the times. Ten years ago. I mean, my favorite meme is still no honking. And that one, like, I don't <laughs> think I ever made it off of the weirder parts of the internet. But Classic. No honking, $500 fine, and then honk honk. <laughs> but other than that, I, I played some Anomia recently, and that, that game That's never gets That's a good party old. game. Yeah, it never gets old. Yeah. With code names. Yeah, I didn't play that one, but I do play it quite often. Okay, so what do you mean... Uh, let me just get it right because I didn't actually read the rules when we played. We just kind of, we just uh, put cards out and then threw down memes to to match with it. But you put you put a picture in the middle yep. and then you decide what the caption is or you try to get a winning caption. It's like it's like cards against the humanity. So it's it's a fine balance between uh, deciding which uh, which statement is more true for the meme or which one you think will make your degenerate friend laugh more. Um, and so, so because somebody takes turns being judge, it's just like that's right. Know. Everybody takes turns yeah. being judge, and it's a little bit like Cards Against Humanity, where you'd have the white cards and the black cards, but the white cards are pictures, and you have to associate a statement to that picture. And, I never uh, thought we'd come across a situation where we talked about what do you mean twice in two different episodes of Android Dungeon. Yeah, but uh, we've we've talked about getting little stickers because um, some of the f- more famous, like Shut Up and Sit Down. And, other podcasts have um, like little stickers that they'll put on games say, uh, approved by us kind of thing and they'll make a deal with the publishers and get them out. So we were thinking about just printing some stickers and just <laughs> running around town to the Dragon and boardroom and, and everywhere and just sticking our stickers on as Android's Dungeon approved. You should flip um, it. You but, should make it negative. Yeah. They're panned by Android's <laughs> Dungeon. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely hated by Android's Dungeon. I'll put it on all the bonanzas everywhere. <laughs> Uh, no, you, you. So you would. You would. What would you give? What do you meme out of uh, whatever rating you can come up with? Can I go negative? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I. It, I mean, I don't know. It's it's a solid five out of ten. You know, if you got some some cousins coming over and some aunts and uncles and yeah, you know, you want a casual game that's going to get everyone to exhale out their nose and maybe have a bit of a chuckle, then uh, yeah. yeah, it's a perfect game. I remember the first time I played Cards Against Humanity with my parents, and my sister brought it to Christmas one year, and every time they needed someone to explain what something was, I made her do it, because there's no way I'm explaining to my mother what a fleshlight is. Yeah, they tried to <laughs> tried to get my dad to play it. I don't, yeah, no. I don't see your dad doing that. No, ever. <laughs> um, what if, let's, let's move on, Mark. What have you been playing lately? Uh, I, um... <laughs> 
so there's some DLC coming out for this uh, game that came out earlier this year, I think. King- Kingdom Come Deliverance. Um, which, if you're a, a video game person, you probably remember it being a uh, bug-riddled piece of garbage. Uh, and it's not a piece of garbage anymore, at least. Uh, the bugs are a lot less prevalent, which is good. Um, it is still like a very, very steep learning curve and even having played it before trying to get back into it and getting murdered every time i get into a fight hmm. but uh it's fun it's cool it's uh if you're a history buff it's like set in the holy roman empire and this is one of those games century. where it's like a fantasy game but you don't have any special power yeah it's a fantasy game uh in that it's like medieval but there's no magic or anything like hmm. that so so it's just like it's just like regular life yeah, basically, it's regular life. You're a peasant. Your 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 village gets burned down by some noble, and you <sighs> spend when that happens. spend the game trying to get your revenge uh, and just sleeping your way across Bohemia. Wow. Yeah. So that's <laughs> sounds <laughs> sounds like a game. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to say about it. I mean, I I really enjoyed The Witcher and you know other fantasy games like that. I can't really imagine what it would be like to just have to, you know, survive out there as a as a peasant. Well, that's the other thing too is that it's I think a big appeal for it at least when they were building it was like it's a very very complex game like you have to eat you have to sleep um like your reputation and stuff there's a bunch of really obtuse systems like how to lock pick and things like that did you guys ever play like uh, the old elder scrolls games yeah like well the, i played skyrim um like skyrim had all. the little like um, <laughs> look at this casual over here <laughs> the little like uh, um, mini game to do lock picking <laughs> and like, like but once you figured it out you could do you could lock unlock anything and yeah. kingdom come has something similar but it's uh, awful, uh, and it's very clear the game was made for PC. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, there's really bad issues with like texture pop in. You like be walking through a town, and the game will just start stuttering as it loads all of the textures and everything. Or you'll enter a, a conversation with an NPC, and they'll just not be wearing anything. Their clothes will pop on after a few lines. Sounds pretty good to yeah, me. It sounds like a feature, not a bug. There. <laughs> <laughs> Are you playing the uh, Kawaii edition? <laughs> <laughs> No, right, I think well, I've been uh, firmly on the record that anime is for jerks. What will you give the, oh. the less buggy version of... The uh, less buggy version, I would give it a 6 out of 10, which is pretty nice. good if if you know me and my rating system. So better than what do you mean? Yeah, better than what do you mean, <laughs> definitely. All right, we're moving our way up, and I'm going to give an even better rating to the game I played. So, oh, What game did you play, I played play, a game called Zombicide, Ooh. and when I heard the title and when I looked at the t- cover, I thought, never, I'm not going <laughs> to play this game. This game looks terrible. And uh, you guys, are you guys in the um, Golf Board Gamers group? You added we've... me, and I immediately left. <sighs> I, I'm still, I don't do I'm groups on Facebook, broke man. Broke my heart. I'm still a loyal member, man. I got you. Nice. Okay, so so um, we've had some people join, and I've set a because me and Jack have hijacked this. Uh, it was <laughs> no pun intended. It was <laughs> yeah. It was run by uh, I think some members of the boardroom or. Something like that. And they had about 50 members, but it was totally dead. You know, not a new post since February. And all of the posts are like, don't forget to come to GriffCon or like, don't forget to come to our boardroom event or something. So we took it over and we're we're trying to pick it back up again. So somebody joined and I put in a rule. If you join the, if you join the group, you got to post what's your favorite game. Pretty simple. And then anybody can approve it. It doesn't have to be one of the admins. So this guy said Zombicide. And Zombicide was one of those games where I was always like, probably never. And uh, so it's it's very cartoony. You've got like, uh, you know, the cover is like this 
girl with a bow and a guy with an axe and they're yelling and swinging at zombies you know and there's zombies coming out of all the corners dead of winter you like dead of winter right i love dead of winter think of like a comic uh a light-hearted comic dead of winter that's what it looks like okay. so zombie right flux on. yeah zombie <laughs> flux uh, so I didn't even know that it was uh, an RPG simulator. So the guys, oh, it's my favorite game. So they like, okay, well, we'll try it out. So we meet at the boardroom. Um, I show up at eight. He's got like five people with him. And it's the entire eight-person table. It's just covered by a giant map, uh, all these rooms and doors, and the doors are lifted up. And then um they've got their figurines it's all figurines and and zombie figurines and actually really high quality stuff and this guy's a painter so you know he's got everything just as as he wants it everything looks really nice he's spent hours and hours painting them all um and zombicide turns out to be a fairly decent uh game mechanic which is like the art on the box terrible (laughs) <laughs> but, but inside it's actually fairly quality it's got a whole bunch of expansions and basically what you're doing is uh, there's 40 different scenarios right it's, think of Gloomhaven or something like that but um, you you're, you start somewhere in a hallway and then you open up doors and every time you open up a door uh, every single square in that room will spawn with zombies and then there's also zombie spawns on the edges so there are always waves of zombies coming at you and you basically need to get into these rooms and kill all the zombies in that room. Because once there's no zombies in a room, you can search the room. And once you search, you're just taking randomly off of a deck. And there's terrible items and there's good items. Some of the items you need to have leveled up. And you level up by killing zombies. So I started with this really amazing bow, but I had to be level 3, which is like three quarters of the way through the game uh so basically i just went out and just started whacking at zombies until i got there uh and then it was just amazing i could just kill anything but um we really struggled because basically the way it works is if a zombie gets into your square and then they get an action you just take damage they automatically hit you unless you pick up some armor or something goofy like that um i liked that it didn't have any randomness to it i mean it had a little bit of randomness into the deck that flips tells which kind of zombie flips or if a zombie instead of spawning will just move in which case if it's on you it's just gonna hit you and you might might just die but uh one of my main criticisms of dead of winter and Stefan, maybe you can uh rebuttal this but one of the things i hate about dead of winter is the event deck i hate that uh at any point something terrible could happen which was totally out of your control yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I, I'm, I'm inconsistent on that because uh, y- you know how I normally feel about randomness in a game. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, there's some exceptions like Dungeons & Dragons. I really enjoy Dead of Winter mostly because it's pretty much a co-op game where anything could go wrong at any time and one of you could be a betrayer, but you don't know. And yeah. so it's kind of fun to never know what could happen. It's fun to be the betrayer and to pretend to be friends with in, all of your friends. In the game, the what is the probability that you can get a betrayer? Uh, well, it depends, right? So when you're setting it up, you I think the probability is 1 in 5, generally? Or is it 1 in 10? No, I think it's 1 in 5 normally, but you can increase that to, like, almost 1 in 3. That's pretty high. It depends on the number of people you're working with. 
Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's it can be a fairly high ratio, or you can play with no betrayer at all, and then you're pure co-op. And what are, like how often does do? Because I feel like it's hard enough to survive on its own. You throw a betrayer into the mix. What are the chances that everybody's going to get through and and win with somebody trying to lose? Well, the un- the interesting mechanic about Dead of Winter is the secret objective, because it's a two-step process secret. to win. Yeah, it's just, it's a two-step process to win. So if you're a betrayer, you're always going to want the party to get their morale down to zero. So if anybody's never played this game, morale is a, a currency that the main group has, and every time somebody dies or any time something People bad happens, sad. yeah, they lose morale. And if morale comes down to zero, the main group loses. Now the betrayer's objective is always for the main group's morale to be down to zero, but they also have to meet a secret objective. And so there's many times where the betrayer will actually succeed in screwing over the party, but won't complete a secret objective. And guess what? Nobody wins. So and perfect, everybody loses. Yeah, everybody loses. It's very unsatisfying. Everybody loves. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's an interesting game. It's got a lot of depth. Um, I can understand why people wouldn't like the event deck. Um, there's all sorts of different sort of parts to that right because you got the crossroads deck where every turn somebody flips a card and who knows what's going to happen and then there's the the die the um oh the the, the, you could just die right away you could just die die right away yeah and i I played a game recently a couple weeks ago where literally the first three three dice rolls of the game were all death character deaths bites and uh yeah, it I mean, I guess, <laughs> I guess you start over in that case. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah well, I mean, that can happen in a lot of uh, co-op games. Pandemic, you can have just the wrong cards flip, and you can end up losing. And that's that's part of it, right? Because you know that there's bad things going to come in a co-op game. Got to be ready for them, but sometimes you just can't be. Yeah. It can be quite fun. Well, my thing about co-op games is that they take forever to play, and that's why I don't like the old co-op games take too long. It's not what I sound like. <laughs> depends, it depends what you're playing with. Grand. I don't like playing co-op games with new people. Yeah, you gotta you explain wanna, everything, and you got a quarterback. Do you know what quarterbacking is? It's yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you're just like, you know what you should do. Uh, speaking of quarterbacking, I feel like we've got a little bit of that going on in. Um, in uh, in diplomacy right now. So oh, I, I feel work, personally attacked. <laughs> yeah, at work we've got a uh, diplomacy game, which if you don't know is a seven-player game. It has to be seven players if you want to have any fun. And basically uh, it's a great game in that you don't have to play it all together. So uh, we're doing a game similar to that. People used to mail things to each other, you know. Yeah, like I remember being like in high school and playing it by email with the nerds I knew all over the world. Yeah, and even before then, because this game goes back to, uh, I think, 59, and this was Henry Kissinger's favorite game. And uh, people used to send each other their orders by snail mail. And then the whoever was running the game would mail back the results so people could update their own boards. Um, we've come a long way since that, and we have instant messenger now. It's a, it's a new technology where people can type messages to each other wherever they are, and they don't have to wait for mail and email. And, and there's no horses and uh, it's it's going great. So we've got a game, uh, Instant Messenger game, run by a friend of the show, Harry. 
he's doing a great job. He says he's really enjoying running the game because he get, everybody's telling him their strategies, which he finds really amusing when he hears everybody, everybody else's, else's strategies. Yeah. <laughs> but diplomacy is the kind of game we've talked about it before on the show where you can't get anywhere without friends. Basically, you can't you can't be good at diplomacy. Uh, you have to be good at talking to people, and that's basically what it's coming down to. And I feel like I'm staring across the room at my nemesis. Uh, is that what's going on, um, uh, Italy, over here? I don't want to confirm or deny that <laughs> at this moment. but uh... Currently, I'm France, off in the west, and Italy is, is trying to build the little alliance empire over in the east. I mean, it's more central. I like I'm Turkey over in the in the, the east. Yeah, it might be trying to carve up Turkey or at least contest him in the Balkans. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's like if if basically it's a map of Europe, and the first move for Turkey is either invade the Balkans or invade Russia. Russia is in this game uh, a first time player who's a really nice person, so I didn't want my first move to be ruining them. Um, and here, folks, you're hearing the kind of loser type of thinking that's oh. going to. Uh, yeah, and I did. Game. I did see and hear um, having lunch with my wife outside. My wife, um, <laughs> Russia, whose name is Hassan, and Stefan over here uh, having a very in-depth conversation about what's going to happen next, I, which is I, always exciting. I was merely explaining to Russia all of the different scenarios <laughs> that could go on depending on who was uh, working against him or not. Just being helpful. Just being helpful. I mean, I mean, has Italy ever done any wrong? No. Yes. <laughs> we someone made that joke about Germany the first day, and just everyone's like, "Ooh!" I'm like, "Really, guys? Every nation in the game has done something horrible yeah. to somebody at some point." Yeah, we had to check, uh, or the the guy running the game had to check when um, diplomacy was set. Set 1901 because Germany is being run by a very open Jew. And he would have, um, you know, we had some concerns about the history of Germany, mm-hmm. uh, but it turns out it's all okay because uh, diplomacy starts in 1901 and everything was fine back then. Everything right? was just fine. Germany was only like <laughs> 20 years old and it was just, they had a cool haircut. Yeah. It was going to start a band with its friends. It was a trendy Germans. And obviously Austria-Hungary was going to work out. Yeah. yeah just nothing bad has ever happened to the austria I mean, they're empire. still around, right? They're still an empire? Yeah. That's what I thought, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's been really fun so far and I'm really excited to see where things are going. Um, one of the things that I really like about diplomacy is you'll get people like you guys that are very into like the strategy and the talking behind. I knew what my first three orders were last week and I've just been sort of sitting there listening to what everybody's doing. It's like, Oh, cool. Yeah. We have a a new player. One of the new players is playing arguably the hardest nation to play in diplomacy, which is Austria Hungary, because you're sandwiched in between Russia, Germany, Italy, and Turkey. Yeah, and, and I did uh, want to ask you about that. And, um you're in you're in one of his home bases right now. Are you staying? Uh <laughs> I I mean it would be inappropriate of me to divulge my strategy here, but <laughs> I, I did want to say it was really funny. I was in a chat with him and I was going on about all of the different things to think about uh in terms of who might be coming for him and who he needs to watch out for and if they're friendly they're coming this way and all of that. And at the end he just went Holy smokes, this is intense. <laughs> yeah. I have heard him say, this is intense, like at least three or four times since we started talking about playing this game. That's I don't think he knew what he was getting himself thing. into. Yeah, Diplomacy is uh, is a game where you can go online and you can see like the first five to ten moves for every every race if they're 
if or every nation if they're yeah, doing it right. And <laughs> Stefan, you you've gotten really deep into this, haven't you? I have played. Let me tell you, I've played over three hundred games of diplomacy online, um, and I've played as every single nation multiple times. I've seen almost every scenario possible. And what's the app? Because this app is really good. You might as well shill it and, and yes. recommend it to people. Yes, I will. I cannot recommend this app enough. If you have a, if you're lucky enough to have an Android phone and you want to try diplomacy, so it's not on iOS. It's not on iOS, unfortunately. Just get a real you. phone, you nerd. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Jack's yeah. not here. Yeah, so. so you can play diplomacy. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, definitely check it out if you're interested in diplomacy. Uh, it's called Conspiracy. Uh, it's a free app, and uh, they have they have different maps too. You don't even have to play the classic North uh, America, European right? map. They've got a North American map. They also have a crowded version of the classic map. And if you've ever played Diplomacy, that means that any neutral territory is actually its own empire. Yeah. And so there are no neutral territories, and it gets pretty insane. But if you just want to play classic, that's all right too. And uh, got you the basically. Gunboat edition. Yeah, there's gunboat as well, so you can't talk to each other. It's yeah. purely orders in, and you can create or join a game with different order uh, order increments. So uh, you can join a quick game where orders have to be in by two minutes, or you can play a, a more classic game where you have one day or 12 hours to put in your orders. And uh, they've just come out with an update yesterday, which has a really cool mode called the Analyze, <clears throat> where you can basically... Uh, and you're doing this with our cameras. You're I am, yeah. All everybody's moves, and yeah. Will it actually tell you what you how you should respond? Well, it won't tell you how you should respond, but you can basically simulate the order. So you can show someone here's what's going to happen if you do this, and maybe he's going to do this. So watch out for that. Uh, you can go so, forward and back in time yeah, for for an intense nerd like me. It's perfect. Well, tomorrow, one p.m., we're going to see fall. 1901 it's going to be very exciting first build orders but if uh if the the de- the designers of conspiracy are listening uh let's talk cuz we can we can give you some androids dungeon yeah, approved, approved stickers approved by androids dungeon yeah which is pretty prestigious but we're going to take a quick musical break and we'll be right back Rushed an average of eight and a third yards. 
great song. That was Lomeland's Far the Fall of the Star High School Running Back, a story about uh, why you shouldn't try to sell acid <laughs> and don't sell it to an undercover cop. Because yeah. especially an undercover cop, they, they don't like it when you sell acid to them. Or maybe they do because they did a good job and caught somebody. Yeah, it's uh, from a podcast called I Only Listen to the Mountain Goats, which is uh, basically they got a whole bunch of artists to cover the first um, Mountain Goats album. Nice. All Hill, West Texas. So Andrew Bird does a song. Loams does a song. Ibio Sound Machine does this amazing cover of Coloring Your Cheeks. And then uh, Laura Jane Grace from Against Me does uh, the best ever death metal band in Denton and does probably the worst rendition of the song I've ever heard. <laughs> wow. And Loamlands, do you know anybody from there? Nope. Loamlands. I really liked it. I thought it was really catchy. And, you know, maybe we'll play another song soon if we feel like it because uh, we can do whatever we want. Because, like I said, this is Android's Dungeon on CFRU 93.3. And Jack is gone. No rules. <laughs> We're living it up, talking about whatever we want. We'll talk about uh, diplomacy all day if we want. Do, do we have to? <laughs> yeah, only one of us nah, wants that. <laughs> talk about something else. So um, big news in the game world. Uh, you guys, obviously, fingers on the on the pulse of the gaming community, uh, just like <laughs> Jack. But uh, the 2017 nominees came out a little while back for uh, the Dice Tower. Uh, this is one of those things you'll definitely see printed on a game if it wins. Uh, you'll see, like for example, Seven Wonders. You look at the side of Seven Wonders, you'll see maybe eight or ten awards because it was so well-received when it came out. It was a different time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a huge fan of Seven Wonders. It is a good game. Really? That didn't come across at all. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I definitely agree with their choices this year. So big news is that no game has ever won more than three of the categories of uh, Dice Tower's nominations. And Gloomhaven has taken it home, uh, just like England's going to do in a couple uh, days on Saturday, on Sunday. When England takes it home, it'll be just like when Gloomhaven took it home. Uh, a couple days ago when Dice Tower did their live award ceremony. I can we, see guys, it now. Pee all the people at McCabe's and the Brass Taps. They're like, oh man, this is just like when Gloomhaven won the Tower Award. <laughs> yeah, and they'll probably have the same amount of viewers as they had listeners. You guys were listening to the to the live Dice Tower uh, award Of course show, I was, yeah. Joel. That's why I'm on the show today. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. En- enough about uh, Dice Tower, but uh, big big hits here. Uh, best game of the year, easy, Gloomhaven. It won best co-op game, which if it wasn't going to win best game, it was going to win best co-op game. Let's face it, nobody wants to play uh, Dead of Winter anymore. No. <laughs> 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 uh, I thought this was interesting. Star Wars had uh, Star Wars Rebellion's a really good two-player game. Had best expansion. A lot of expansions came out to a lot of different games this time. Goes to Star Wars, good for them. I've heard that the original game can't actually be played without it. Like it's it's no good unless you play with the expansion. Best family game is Zool. Shout out to the original computer game oh, from the late nineties of yeah, Star Wars. Good old Rebellion. Dash Rendar. Yeah, which apparently uh, the board game was built off of, and we've talked yeah. a little bit about uh, the similarities and a great game actually. Um, it's a little it's a little clunky. I didn't. I didn't lose my mind for it, but it, I can see why it's, it's... I think it's, like, third top game right now. Azul, so hot right now. I don't know. Have either of you guys played Azul? I have seen you play Azul. Yeah. All right. That's fair. Well, I've seen uh, you and Jack play Azul, <laughs> put it that way. <laughs> Best Family Game 2017. 
well well deserved and then back to gloomhaven best game from a small publisher i don't know isaac chilled usually this is goes to a new publisher he's made some fairly big games before but uh good for him isaac is so hot right now uh best strategy game goes to gloomhaven so that's their five uh big news uh what do you guys think would you seeing the amount of awards it's won it's been out because this is like a new reiteration of gloomhaven it was out a year ago um are you guys down to play you guys want to play i would really like to play it Uh, the main issue i have is that everyone i know who plays it plays it a lot and i feel like i would just get just completely lost and there'd be a lot of oh you know what you should do and there'd be no that's one thing i find coming in as not really a big board game person is a lot of the time i'll come into a game and other people will just play the game for me and it won't be fun yeah yeah, I feel like for me, it's mostly everybody I know that's playing Gloomhaven is already in a Gloomhaven campaign, and they don't really want to start. It's a just new like one. Dungeons it's just and Dragons. Like Dungeons and Dragons. So. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's the, um, the worst part of Dungeons and Dragons is people are like, "Oh, if you ever need another person, we're like, yeah. oh, we're not going to." But okay. yeah, yeah so talk to me in six months. If anybody wants to send me a pity invite to a Gloomhaven campaign, you know, hit yeah, me up. and that's the thing is that like you kind of grow attached to your characters, and it's capped at four people, so you you usually end up running. Uh, yeah, like you say, like in a group, just like in D and D, where it's like, well, you can't just jump into the into the run. But um, there are copies out there that aren't being used. I know there's a copy of Work, and maybe we can coerce Mister Nasso into uh, into letting us play it a couple times if uh, if you guys are up for that. Maybe do a little after work. I'm not. Uh, I'm not committing to anything. <laughs> Gloomhaven after dark. As long as we don't have to do it at the office. I, I don't know about you guys, but at, you know, at five o'clock. <laughs> I heard it's just as fun as what do you mean the B edition. Oh well, then uh, count me, <laughs> count me the hell in. <laughs> yeah. Hey, nice. We've got a convert. Um, Gloomhaven has been so difficult to pick up that um, people now, because I'm in the you know I'm in the Gloomhaven Facebook group, whatever. Um, that people, once they get it, get so excited that they post a picture of the box. And this is the Gloomhaven po- Facebook group. Everybody has the game, or if they don't have the game already, um, you know, you don't, it's not hard to find a picture. But it's just, can you imagine, just, it's $150. You've been waiting like a year and a half. Everybody's talking about it. It's winning all these awards. Uh, obviously, it also cleaned up at Board Game Key uh, Awards. And then you finally pick it up. You guys don't look as excited as I am. We true. You guys can't see it, but Joel looks really excited, and <laughs> Stefan and I are both like They're look happy think, for him. Uh-huh. I think we're so, both waiting for um, like the point. So yeah, we'll, why? Why? <laughs> like I don't. I kind of get that. Just imagine the feeling. I yeah. feel like that's I, that happens with video games too, right? Like a video game will get really popular, and you're like, yeah. oh, maybe I'll give it a shot, and you'll get in, and you just you don't know what you're doing. I I had that when I bought my latest phone. Shout out to OnePlus, guys. OnePlus Five T. Is that a Huawei? Uh, no, it's a one plus. Uh, yeah, shout out to all the people who know about phones. Um, yeah, that's right. I said it. Uh, but yeah, I was really excited to get it, and uh, I would have made a new. I would have made an unboxing video if I wasn't replacing a piece of junk phone. Unboxing video uh, that wouldn't work. But uh, yeah, no, I, I get it. I get it. It's a cool box too. Gloomhaven's a really nice box. Huge. There's lots of stuff in there. And so, uh, I remember when uh, Jack unboxed Mega Civ. We were pretty excited about that. That was pretty that. cool, that eh? That was awesome. And, and 
this is the thing is they we we talk about all these heavy games on the show and me and Jack are out there playing them and you guys are just like I don't know what the heck they're talking about. But then we bring you in and you guys got to experience the wonder that is advanced civilization and we're not messing around, right? I I mean, Joel's looking at me. He knows me. I don't mess around with strategy games. I love strategy games. For those of you out there that are intimidated by heavy games, just just give it a try. It's not that hard. Yeah, Mega Civ is accessible. It is. It It really is. It seems inaccessible. And let's describe it. Twelve hour game. Yeah. Pass. Exactly right. (laughs) No, but you know what? It's the (laughs) fastest twelve hour game. Like I've played a lot of games of Risk. I've played a lot of games of Risk that have lasted less time and felt twice as long. Yeah. Like, when just we drags. when we played Mega Civ, that 13 hours just went right by. Brian's <laughs> uh, shaking his head. But Kayla said the same thing. And yeah. everybody who was new to the game, Chris, Patrick had played before. Uh, I had played who else it was new? Once. Seth was new. Yeah. And, yeah. It it just flies by. It's a really fun game, and uh, as long as you can find a group of people that you're okay being around for that long, <laughs> yeah. uh, it actually honestly goes by alone. so fast. I think that might be the barrier for me. I love you guys, but 13 <laughs> hours is... Whew. The only it's, thing I do for 13 hours is sleep. <laughs> it's just... People are just just scared. Just give it a, just like, give I, it a I'm shot. I'm willing to give Twilight Imperium a shot at some all right, point. All right. Ca- See that caps out at six hours, but I would say that that's less accessible than than. Yeah, but it also the, like doesn't play to my like super. But it's new. combat in space. Yeah, it's combat. And you're in space. a Solaris fan. Yeah, I like me some it's space. It's got stuff. some crossover that you'll definitely appreciate. Mm-hmm. Twilight Imperium. There's another one. Last time we played Twilight Imperium, we couldn't even finish it. And yeah, we certainly didn't play it for 13 hours. I'll tell you that. But we did have a good time. Yeah, right? we did have a good time. Yeah, yeah. and I feel like uh, if it wasn't for the the beating sun and the excessive consumption of alcohol and the <laughs> the failing light as the it re- got dark, responsible, responsible yeah. consumption, responsible excessive. Um, <laughs> uh, Stefan, you've picked a song. Uh, we're gonna throw it on because because like I said, uh, one song. Not likely. I'm going to take another musical break. Only two songs. Oh, she's a break house. 
The Commodores, Brick House. Uh, Commodores made that song in 1977. Uh, so most of our listeners, if this is college radio, probably weren't living yet. I wasn't. Uh, not me either. No. Uh, it's, a, it's a song that you hear. Uh, where do you hear this song? You hear it in, in movies about the 70s. Yep. Um, or Gangster. Like, yeah, in other TV in TV shows where they flash back to the 70s, it's usually one of the songs playing. Or if anybody else likes to go to the Albion for Funk Night. That's can, true. Uh, also check it out there. I do like Funk-themed night at the Albion. Tell us about this Funk Night. When is it? Saturday still? Saturdays, yeah. yeah. I think so. It's fine. We so should go. Saturdays dancing, basically. And yeah. is it, Albion always, to me, is the place if you want to go dancing. Yeah. Is that right? I mean, there's lots of places to go dancing. There's lots but of it's places the place to go where my crowd is dancing. Oh. Yeah, I think it, it it also depends on the crowd and like the kind of music you want to hear. Like you can go on Saturday and hear listen to funk and stuff like that. Like Friday nights usually just like dance music and it's fun, but it's a very different crowd than you would get like at your 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 uh, apartment 58. Or... Again, this is CFRU, so I'm sure a lot of people are going to Trappers Alley. I've never been. I'm uh, sure yeah, I've never been allowed. Well, into I'm old. I'm going to be on the record. I'm too old to go. That. Most people won't believe it, but I've never had a bad experience at Trapper's Alley, even though. Look at that. We've, <laughs> we've got a convert over here. I wouldn't say I'm a convert, the, but I will say that by have you pure accident, of, I've never had a bad time there. Huh. Have you I ever thought about working there? <laughs> no, never. You could be a dancer. Is, I, are there dancers? Dancer. Joel's joking. I've I could seen be you a dance. bouncer. I've yeah. seen you dance. You're pretty good. You got some moves. You know Mark Hines, but you're pretty are good. Are you a brick? House. I'm mighty mighty. Ooh. Just letting it all hang out. <laughs> what you letting hang out there? I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try because we're talking about going and partying at the club. We're gonna try to do our favorite ten party games. We're just gonna go around in a circle. We're gonna uh, so we have a little time to think about it. I'm gonna lead it off. My favorite number one game to bring out a party 
is code names. It's got to be code names. It's still a fairly thoughtful game, but you don't need to really think. You can pull a Mark Hines and just wild card. Wild card. <laughs> you just throw your fingers down on yeah, it. Yeah, and cost the, uh, your yes. team the game. Um, yeah, code names is a good one for that. Uh, I think like code names too because it's very simple to explain to people. And you just yep. like even if you have like a bunch of my friends are even more anti board game than I am, um, and I meet got them into it. Heretics. Um, How did you get on this show? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. How am I going to go on twice? Uh, spoons is a very good one. Uh, spoons is one of my favorite party games, uh, which is just handing cards around until you reach for the spoons. Yeah. Uh, okay, so spoons number two. Uh, I, I will concur with that. Spoons is a good game. Uh, my method in Spoons is not even to look at the cards I'm picking up. Mm-hmm. I just I just do this, and I just wait for somebody to pick up a spoon. Yeah, and then you grab the spoon. Yeah, because you don't want to be last, right? That's so how, how, how do Spoons work? Spoons, there's a bunch of spoons in the on the table, and there's one less than there are players. And you pass cards around. You have four cards in your hand, right? Something like that. You take yeah, one, yeah, pass it on, take one, pass it on. And you're, the idea is that you get all of one type, like a suit or number, and then you put your cards down and grab a spoon, and then everyone grabs spoons. Whoever doesn't get a spoon is out. Or you can make them drink. Or you can make them drink, too. Uh, which endorse drinking games, or do we? Which leads me to my th- number three party game, uh, which is drink the beer. Because <laughs> uh, you Classic. always win. Doesn't count. Stefan's turn. <laughs> yeah, all right. Uh, I Honestly, I got to put Anomia up there, man. Anomia. I love Anomia. I do Anomia. really like Anomia. Yeah. This is just the game where you yell at each other, right? Yeah, you match shapes, and then you yell a word, but most of the time it's just someone cursing, like, I, 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 I. That, the that thing, the me. thing, you yeah, know, the thing. that would be me. I, I think I, I think the prefix to every word that I use is the F word. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, the wonderful part about Anomia is some wonderful Freudian slips come out sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My mother. Oh, ah! No, um, uh, let's do a practice round of Anomia because I think it would be pretty easy to emulate. Basically, let's say, for example, um, I flipped over a card and it's a squiggle, and then Stefan over here has flipped over a card and it's got a uh, it's got a diamond on it, and then Mark flips over a card and it's also got a diamond. Now Mark and Stefan match, so I'm going to say their words, and very quickly they're going to have to think of something that associates with it, and whoever basically whoever blurts out the correct thing first is uh, is going to win the cards, and that's two points. This is silly. Okay, one so you ready? going to have way more time than the other. I'm going to be really okay. quick. All right, all right. Okay. So, Mark, you have to think of a... I thought you were going to be quick. French president, a German president. Charles de Gaulle. I think he just got him, but maybe that's the weakness. But anyway, uh, it would never be that... Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) It would never be that uh, difficult. It'd probably be... uh, Mark, you have to think of an airline. You have to think of a food. Uh, Sushi. There you go. <laughs> Stefan wins. <laughs> They're 1-1. One, one. All right, tiebreaker. You ready? Uh, Stefan, um, shoe company, Mark, uh, celebrity. F- Fila. I don't know. Fila is not a shoe Puma. company. There you, uh, go. there you go. Dave Thomas, the Wendy's guy. Dave Thomas. <laughs> Rob Thomas of Matchbox 20. <laughs> <laughs> all right so anomia uh there's there's an example that's how easy it is to play anomia you all know how to play you don't need to look up the rules if somebody whips it out uh just wait for the shapes to match and go 
I was also a really big fan uh, at one of the houses I lived at just after universities. We used to play Frisbee in the house, and that was a fun party game. Just Frisbee. Just Frisbee in the house. Nice. And and you add that extra layer layer of danger, right? Yeah. You toss it over people and try not to break the nice things in the living room. Which spoons has also got an element of danger because people could throw those spoons. You could both reach for the same spoon and somebody could get hurt. My family life feels so boring now. Well, oh, is this, I, all of this I was introduced to in, in university. Like my family did not play games together. I'm um, gonna I'm gonna put a curveball on this since we're talking about families. Have you guys ever played Pit? Definitely a party game. I I a, have pl- I played it once with John, who used to be one of the owners of the boardroom. Um, yeah. and he introduced me to it. But I played it with like him and a bunch of other people who played it in their childhood. So I was yeah. just sitting there as they screamed at each other. It's a simulation of the stock market. So you've got uh, a variety of goods. Let's say five goods, something like that. So there's like wheat and rye, and it's like ingredients for beer, I guess. Uh, but anyway, you're trying to get all of one type, and if you get all of one type, you you win. So you're just screaming, I got three, I got three, I got three, and you just anybody else that's got three will trade three cards with you until until somebody gets the matches, and that's it. It's like the, the trading phase of uh, Mega Civilization. Yeah, 